Justin Bieber. Mike, have you heard his new song? It's called Hold On. Hold On? Yeah. Hold On. Yeah, the, Wait a second. The chorus, because uh, Justin Bieber's a Christian icon now, right? Like, he's, he's one of us. <laughs> he's, uh, yep. um, he's, he's actually single-handedly raised the profile of, of several pastors. Um, but single-handedly, yeah. The, right. the chorus of this song goes, um, "Heaven is a place not too far from here." So it's kind of continuing his his long line of dropping like subtle, subtle religious or Christian themes in his music. You know, he had that song "Holy" a few months ago. That was a pretty good jam. Yeah, though. people, I'm saying, people I like, are that like one. you know, is this about Jesus or is this about love? It's kind of like you know, like I think Lauren Daigle's got a song on the radio right now that's kind of straddling that same line too. Hmm. Haven't heard that one yet. So, so I, I, I kind of hate to say it. I really liked this new song, though. Hold on. Um, the reason I hate to say it is because he released a music video with the song, and it, uh, it's got like highlights of the Leafs. Like it's like Leafs highlights, and and th- there's a couple clips in there of like Bieber meeting like Austin Matthews and and Mitch Marner and and, and the stars of the Leafs. But um, like it's actually like I love watching the video. I'm not a Leafs fan, like so. Th- this is why it's uncomfortable for me. I'm a Habs fan. I hate the Leafs. I resent their. I their just star checked players. The, the standings tonight, and they're they're leading the league right now. Yeah, they're, they're, I mean they're playing. Okay, some would say they're playing in a weak division, um, which is probably true. Like I I think the quality of opponents that they're getting is probably a fair, fair bit lower. But that said, they have undeniable star power. They have pretty much no holes in their lineup. I don't know. I don't watch them every, every game, but like they've got a good lineup. So it's not surprising. I think they'll, I think they'll actually make a dent in the playoffs this year. Um, as much as I hate to say that <laughs> as a Habs fan. Um, but yeah, so this video, like I actually, like I actually kind of makes the Leaf players with the music, like kind of sympathetic characters to me. So I, mm. I resent that, but I, I'm a sucker for sports highlights and like a bopping song like this one. And I think it's probably the best song Bieber's put out um, in a long time, like since since Purpose, which was the last time he made good music, if you ask me. <laughs> I, I really hated Changes, and I, I'm probably going to get flack from that from some people in our church that that liked that album that album annoyed me i thought it was like i thought it was just like evidence that bieber needs other songwriters and producers to make good music because he kind of was on his own with like his one of his main collaborators on that album and it was just it was just so mediocre and the the whole rollout was super annoying too because he's like okay i'm i'm you know i'm a christian man now like i'm a man of god i just got married to my supermodel wife oh and by the way guys we have crazy sex all the time that was like every single interview he was doing around the release of that album and then like the album itself has like some pretty like explicit like references to the sex that he's talking about and so the conclusion we're going to draw is like oh he this is about Haley baldwin or Haley bieber now um so so if you're listening to the song that's you're going to maybe Im- that image might come into your mind is all i'm gonna say um <laughs> and uh so and i think a lot of christians are like oh but it's cool because he's christian and he's talking about married sex in his music um that's so different from all the other pop singer songwriters and i I just I don't think it's any better. In fact, I think it's worse because the other songwriters, at least, um, that are like say the weekend or something, um, you know, another pop singer who's maybe writing about sex in their music, they could be talking about anyone. Like it's an anonymous person. But Justin Bieber is talking about Haley, his wife, who we, we're all very familiar with. 
because he posts about her on his social media a lot. And uh, anyway, I didn't think that I don't think Christian sex jams is like a, a genre of music that we should <laughs> we should vote for or, or <laughs> encourage. Um, uh, hey, you heard it here, folks. Christian sex jams. It's not a good idea. Not a good idea. Um, anyway, that, that's my hot take for this evening. I'm sure there will be several more hot takes on the episode as we go forward. But I just want to remind everyone that the views and opinions expressed on the cast are those of the people expressing them and do not necessarily represent the views of C3KW. With that said, enjoy the show. People have asked me whether or not I believe in God, and I've answered in various ways. No, but I'm afraid he probably exists. That's that's one answer. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I'm terrified he might exist. That that would be a truthful answer to some degree, or um, that I act as if God exists, which I think is, I do my best to do that. But then there's a real stumbling block there because... There's no limit to what would happen if you acted like God existed. All right, so another Canadian that is maybe making headlines right now is Jordan Peterson. Mike, uh, what do you got to say about <laughs> Jordan Peterson tonight? Oh, well, hey, apparently he's quite the controversial figure. Mm -hmm. Some people hate him, some people love him. He was, you know, apparently in rehab or whatever for like a while back, and he's made his comeback. He's on YouTube again, um, and... Just this past week, since when we're recording this, there's been a, a, a bunch of, um, you know, internet chatter, especially on all the Christian YouTubers stuff, about some things that Jordan Peterson said um, in, in an interview with this um, other Christian guy. I, th I think he's Orthodox, the guy he was talking to. Um, and he make, he's like an artist who makes icons and statues or something like that. Anyways, and, and so it got like, it was just going around. Every time I went on YouTube, it was like this... Christian commentary reacting to Jordan Peterson crying about Jesus or, um, you know, let's all pray for Jordan Peterson because he's, you know, wrestling with faith. And, mm -hmm. um, and I, and I checked it out and like it, I, the one thing I said to you, Sam, was that like, it's still very, like, if you ever listen to Jordan Peterson about the Bible and stuff, it's very secular. It's very, um, psychologized and, and, and whatever. And it still was clearly that process, but he was wrestling with it. And I think a really interesting way, and um, for anyone who like knows about him, he's made such a huge impact. Um, and, and apparently, um, the lives of a lot of young men—that's been his big, his big crowd. And mm -hmm. um, you know, his books on you know, setting your bed and standing up tall, all these different things. But what got me thinking about it is because when I was watching it, and you, if you can go find a clip of it, like there was a genuine wrestle. Right. He even talked about how he's terrified to believe this because like he doesn't even know how to understand his belief. And I've listened to more of, of the um, of the entire podcast and you can tell that there is this this process going on. So this is the thought I had. How crazy would this be? Right. And and this is just, you know, me having a, a hypothetical moment. But like, what if Jordan Peterson, right, for all the controversy and all the things that have come around him, ends up being our generation C.S. Lewis? 
Ooh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right? Because C.S. Lewis was, was this atheist thinker, right? Professor and whatnot. Later on, life comes to faith and then just like starts writing all the stuff that we all love and, and, and hold dear. And I thought like, how crazy would, 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 would it be if this intellectual guy who's got so much like fame, whatever, right? Actually becomes orthodox. And what would that do for... Not, not for the church. I'm not even thinking about the church. But I'm thinking about like the writing of the intellectual pursuit of the faith. Remember, we've talked about in the cast before that, like, the problem with a lot of evangelical Christians mm-hmm. is that you know we tend to dismiss the mind. Yeah. Right. And, and it was just an interesting thought I had, and I don't know if we wanted to explore it more or not, but it's just like this idea that he was wrestling with the fact that, um, and I thought it was beautiful actually, and it's like one of those things that I don't think Christians take seriously enough: the the moral weight and conundrum of God being real, of the Son of God coming and dying for sin, and like what that means for us, right? Anyways, um, that was my, I want to hear what Sam thought about that, <laughs> about, about that idea of this, of this, you know, this controversial figure, potentially even not just quoting the Bible, but maybe starting to believe it. I mean, I, I definitely hope um, Jordan Peterson does come to a genuine faith in in uh in jesus i so i'm someone who i've generally honestly disagreed with jordan peterson on a lot of things which puts me at odds with a lot of christians like i know when jordan peterson kind of first rose to prominence i guess maybe 2017 2018 it feels like you couldn't go anywhere without uh pretty much any pastor or christian (laughs) leader talking about jordan peterson right um or you know and definitely more conservative leaning christians uh seem to find a like a lot to like about him um you know i i so i so i was quite quite familiar with a lot of his his stuff and i know he's written extensively on the bible um i think the the thing that's made him a lightning rod has been obviously the stuff about gender identity and expression Mm -hmm. and then um you know his critique of quote-unquote cultural marxism and political correctness and identity politics and all that um i i am I don't know. This this is very conflicting for me, because it's the the problem. The problem with us is we as Christians is we we are very desperate for that like mm-hmm. intellectual that's going to represent us and like be almost like be like our intellectual warrior, like kind of go to battle for us. I don't. I don't personally want Jordan Peterson to be that guy for us. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think some good could come of that for sure. But I, I think Jesus would have to reform some things about Jordan Peterson and the, mm-hmm. and the way that he engages with culture and the way that he engages with politics, potentially. Because um, I think he, he sees it largely as a very, like, utilitarian thing. I think that's been mm-hmm. the problem with his, his exploration of faith so far. And, and a utilitarian, like, to uphold this idea almost of, like, Western civilization. So... Um, hmm. This is a common thing that you see, actually, particularly among adult converts to Roman Catholicism. A lot of them come to faith in Roman Catholicism because they strongly believe in like this kind of more conservative idea of the virtue of Western civilization, and and like Roman Catholicism, they see as like kind of the truest expression of that of being like the the church hmm. on which Western Christianity was kind of built. Um, and so I, I, I worry a little bit about that happening with Jordan Peterson, but I also think he's, like, I think he's a smart guy and I think he has probably a lot to offer for us. 
I, but I, again, I have personally disagreed with a lot of his analysis of, of culture um, because I think he's a bit, I think he's kind of black and white when he wants to. And, it, and it's, I would say this about a lot of uh, even Christians too. They want to throw out entire lines of dialogue or entire schools of thought because of kind of reasons that I don't see as all that legitimate. So Jordan Peterson, one of his famous interviews, he's like, um, he's critiquing something that could be perceived as culturally Marxist, I guess. And he's, and he's then going and saying that your line of thinking leads to the deaths of millions of people. And, and similar things have been said by, for example, like I think there's a big controversy right now in the Southern Baptist Church, for example, and, and a lot of churches, like critical theory. Well, critical theory then leads to Marxism, which leads to um, the genocide of millions of people and no free speech, etc. And, and so we got to eradicate this entirely. And I find Jordan Peterson deals a lot of these absolute type of things and and the, the trouble with that line of dialogue and i think i may be taking this discussion maybe in an entirely different direction the trouble with people that want to throw out entire lines of dialogue um then then it's like so if you talk about uh social like inequality in society or oppression now you're engaging with marxism that that's that's like the the jump the logical jump that a lot of people end up making because of the words of people like Jordan Peterson and so it's like it's actually become really hard for Christians for example in the last year to talk about racism without like being accused of cultural marxism which will be the death of the church that's like this big boogeyman mm-hmm. that's out there and so that's the danger i see um mostly that's that's my perception of jordan peterson's uh philosophy and politics and if he becomes like this big influential figure in the church i think that that divide is going to be even sharper um Hmm. but he also i don't know that's that this is a this is an entirely different issue now the the question of would it be awesome to have someone with that level of intellectual, uh, someone who's that much of an intellectual titan, kind of like in our faith, being a, a public figure on our behalf, like C.S. Lewis was and like Chesterton was? Uh, that like we di- I think we do need that person. I think there's a lot of I think a lot of times though, in the case of someone even like Rabbi Zacharias, and I don't necessarily want to get into that too much. We like to confer a lot of prestige on people that haven't necessarily earned it. So Rabbi Zacharias, mm-hmm. if um, like obviously he was a very popular apologist, and, and without even getting into the abuse uh, things that have come out after his death and even before his death, um, he was a guy who he called he for a while called himself Doctor. Ravi Zacharias, but he had an honorary degree, which does not make you a real doctor. He did not hold a PhD. And so there's this, there's this common thing that I've noticed in Christian circles of wanting mm-hmm. to like exaggerate the accomplishments and the um, intelligence and intellect of the people that we have that are like our famous, our spokespeople. And I think even in Jordan Peterson's case, like isn't his, he's a doctor, like he's got, he actually has a PhD, but it's in psychology, is it not? Mm-hmm. So I don't. I think so. so we also like to. It's people that are experts in one field. We have a, and this is not just Christians. This is humans in general. We then think, oh, they're an expert in all fields. And so I think Jordan Peterson probably has a lot to offer the world of psychology, and he probably is smart about some of the other stuff he talks about too. But like, that's not the thing that he like is an expert in. Like politics is not the thing. And, and philosophy and, and mar- like Marxism, it definitely like he did. I know he did a, an interview with um, or, or a debate, so to speak, 
with a leftist philosopher, Slavoj Žižek, and I'm probably butchering that pronunciation. <laughs> and like Jordan Peterson, like I think all the reading he did to prep for that about Marx, I think he read like the Communist Manifesto and maybe like skimmed parts of Capital, which like that's probably more than Marx than I've read. I'll say that. But I just like this isn't something he's an expert in, but he talks about it all the time. And so I don't know. What do you think of that, Mike? I, I know that's probably like a totally different direction than you than you wanted to take that. No, hey, I just was posing a question. It clearly hit something in uh, in, in your psyche. It did. <laughs> um, yeah. I think. Yeah, no, I think that um, you're right on, on a lot of it in the sense of, you know, it's it's important for for, for the church to um I think it's important for the church to have public intellectual figures, mm-hmm. right? Thinking through the implications of faith all the time, right? Like reading through Chesterton and C.S. Lewis's is a great thing, which even, even those guys, if you think about it though, like C.S. Lewis was uh, you know, a historian really, yeah. right? He studied you know, ancient mythology and that stuff. And, mm-hmm. and that gave him a worldview that could interpret for us. And yep. um, that's true. And, and, and so I think it's important to recognize that like, you know, it, it, it would be cool in the sense of seeing a transformation in, in, in that way, because I think, I think there is a genuine, um, just, what's the right idea? I think there, there, there's, there's this genuineness of, of when Jesus changes a heart in something, in someone like that, that I think is actually, um, because of, 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 um, yeah, because of popularity, maybe because of whatever, right? That that is pretty, um, just full of grace. That God would grace that moment to 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 see maybe an influence grow in a bigger capacity than you know mm-hmm. otherwise, right? And so I think it's just an interesting wrestle to see that where you had this person, especially because I think what's interesting about him is is not even the political stuff because you know, like I, you know, I, I've haven't watched many debates or whatever haven't read any, any of his books seen a few like youtube things and a couple articles or whatever but mm-hmm. you know like somebody who who approaches the bible from a very secular and you said like almost admiration yeah right like like there's some good ideas there's some good archetypes or some you it's very practical right yeah. as you said and and to see that him all of a sudden come to the conclusion mm-hmm. hey wait like if Jesus really is this thing yeah. that demands of me something like I can't I can't just not let that go um, and, and and you know I, th- I think that, that was what, what really struck me is is when he realizes like he said at one point in the interview if you, if you are able to watch it that like I'm, I feel like I have two impossible beliefs right either that Jesus kind of just is true he's you know the word of God the son of God mm-hmm. or that over thousands of years all these different humans developed the same ideas throughout all of time and different cultures and here we are today yeah and it's just it was just it was just a cool um, because cool wrestle I yeah. thought just as an intellectual and as a you know, even for me to see about how I'm processing the world but I think what's interesting too is a lot of Christians are, are championing it mm-hmm. because of what you said because they they tend to like him yeah right and I think a lot of pastors did um, and mainly because they felt like cause I, when he first got popular, I don't know if I ever saw this article, but it was like, do we have the next Billy Graham? Or something? <laughs> I think I did. Be- yeah. yeah. Because people were becoming Christians mm-hmm. because of the lectures, not because like he was preaching Jesus because he, he could make sense of, you know, like, like you said, a Western admiration. And, mm-hmm. um, 
and, and like I think I think we do need to be careful in, in in two ways. Number one, to to never idolize a nation, one hundred percent, or a culture. Right, every culture um, has blind spots in mm-hmm. in in places of. Of, of real beauty that's something that Tim Keller talks a, a lot about right that uh, across all cultures and times the reason why the Bible is so powerful is because it always affirm the good that exists in a culture but then also um, yeah. universally condemn that which is evil in a culture right mm-hmm. and so it's not like the West is this you know bastion of, of all that is holy um, but at the same time I think we have to own, own our history right like yeah there is a certain element as you know Protestant Christians that we would hope to look back and see how um, this culture that we are in mm-hmm. um, developed because of certain commitments of, of our faith. Right? Yeah. This is the implication of a Christian worldview of freedom, of non-coercion, of yep. um, you know, of of the Christ myth coming to to life that we love, that we serve, that we want that for people. So I think there's this, and I think you know, obviously at the time of of him rising up, there was a lot of this, you know, political tension that now is like exponentially greater <laughs> that he was probably hitting on for some of these conservative people that like no way like it is okay to believe certain things are right and yeah. wrong and, and you know because of, of all this stuff and and i feel like you're in, you're right in the sense that we can't go too far um but if you think about like for me when, when I, i've been doing some church history of late and like to see all that we've done as, as a as a christian yeah culture right to to bring about good, there's obviously dumb things Christians have done. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that, and we've dealt with I think some of that before on the cast. But the you know the the university system, think about the hospitals, to think about how we dealt with yeah. education, and like like because of some of the implications of the worldview, right? Right. Yeah. Not necessarily the power of people, because like some of the worst people alive have been popes. Like just <laughs> yeah. read a little bit of church history. It's absolutely ridiculous how like in, in, in the infighting and, and like the, the rich people killing each other just so they could get the papacy. Like it's just, it's absolutely nuts what, what ended happening. And so I don't think we can be too, um, you know, too high on ourselves in, in that way, but to recognize that, that, that there are some fundamental things about what we would consider Western culture that do flow directly from Jesus and how we believe it works itself out. And I feel like that was kind of a thing he hit on. It gave people permission a little bit. And so, so yeah, I think it just like, I think there's something in that, that, that pastors especially almost felt like justified. Like I can, I can be bold again or whatever. Right. And which can be also good to bad. Um, so I don't know, like, I, I, I get, like, I think I agree with, with you in, in the sense that, you know, uh, we have to be a little skeptical, right. Of, um, of anyone who's, who, who's maybe been political, politicized so much, um, as a representative of a general population, right. Like, especially of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I think, I think there's a sensitivity there. Now I do think like, um, I, I do think that there's valuable insight the church can actually gain from even some of the stuff that he says. Yeah. Because I know a lot of pastors um, back a couple years ago were like studying it. Like, how is he attracting all these people? For sure. With just this like simple, you know, life is hard, do something with your life kind of message. Um, and so I thought, I think that that's always been an interesting thing, you know, about his relationship to the church is that like all these pastors are trying to figure that out, right? How can this, secular um 
kind of depressing <laughs> voice <laughs> somehow attract more responsibility out of especially young men yep. than than the mission of God, right? And I, and I think that that's just always an interesting thing to think about because, like like you are right, like we can't like we can't just go you know you know this one thought leads to that one thought leads to the inevitable outcome of a million people dying um i think ideas have consequences for sure very much yeah. and i think that we have to be aware of those consequences and understand how especially as a christian um certain worldviews don't align with ours sure yeah you know um both on the left and, and the right and you, you and you'd be right to say that he probably was much more critical of um He's much, he's much more famous for being critical of the far left. Yes. Because um, he would say stuff about the far right, too, as just the right, you know, identitarian politic and whatever. But um, got, got himself in a lot of trouble with the left, for sure. Um, and, 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 there, and there's certain things, like you, you and I have talked about, where we would be, you know, probably on board with some, some of the, um, I guess, the skepticism around communism and its... And it's its utility in the real world with human sin mm-hmm. um, that we need to be aware of. But but yeah, anyways, I, th- I think that, you know, I don't know, it's just an interesting thought. Definitely is. And, I, and I'd and i say, like, um, I'd say I, I hope that he, like I said before, I hope he becomes a, a, a believing Christian. I think the way you said about it being like a really interesting wrestle to watch in real time, uh, like that is probably a wrestle that I think a lot of people aren't even like willing to go through like it seems like mm-hmm. they kind of like shut themselves out to that and so it's really neat seeing someone really process like the consequences of their ideas or the consequences of like their assumptions and presuppositions because he's basically saying that like i live as though i'm a christian almost or like i live as though god is real and definitely in regards to like how he's talking about um how his wife who has been suffering from cancer how she's become mm-hmm. a lot more like actively religious and spiritual and, and they're praying as a family and things like that. And so, which, which a lot of people do in times of uh, vulnerability like that. Mm-hmm. And so to, um, but a lot of people don't go through the process of like, do I actually believe this right now? Um, <laughs> you know, or, or um, a lot, even just like people I've talked to, like th- they say things like, my grandma died but it's okay because she's gone to be with my grandpa now like they, they they there's a lot of like stuff that gets passed on or like heaven gained another angel today like like these things <laughs> that we say to comfort ourselves right like genuinely mm-hmm. that do bring us comfort and um people want to believe that i think but but they also like with, when things are good people don't want to believe that though they want they mm-hmm. want to like follow their passions and their life to it to its logical endpoint but um it's yeah it's interesting seeing someone who's like been you know he's had a hard time and and i'll say this like i disagree with jordan peterson a lot um but i've prayed for him during his uh his time because i i you know like you hate to see someone go through everything he's going through and you should definitely uh, a great way to soften your heart towards people that you disagree with and maybe maybe even dislike sometimes is to pray for them um but but yeah like he he's been beaten down by life and i think in that out of those out of that he's he's had to reckon reckon with a lot of the ideas that even he himself has popularized and promoted and yeah i i i hope i hope this becomes a thing where he is a bible believing uh devout spiritually awakened 
Christian. Probably become Catholic, let's be real. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> or Orthodox. Hey, who knows? Who knows? Um, no, but that's cool. And and actually, one other thing I wanted to kind of address with all of this is um, I don't I don't think it's necessarily true that we don't we don't have a C.S. Lewis. I think maybe we have people that are as intellectually okay, maybe not as popular C.S. Lewis, but as like intellectually robust and like have such a huge body of work with so much to offer. Like I think of N.T. Wright almost as like mm-hmm. being that kind of that person. I know he doesn't really write fiction, which is kind of you know, sort of what C.S. Lewis is even known for in secular culture. Um, but he's a guy that is one English, two uh, <laughs> Anglican, three, very easy to listen to. And, and has like a, just a, just such an awesome, I don't know, like body of work and, and has, has made a huge impact on pe- so many people's theology, including mine, including yours. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh like we have those guys out there today that aren't divisive figures like I, i'm sure nt Wright has his detractors but i don't think he's not like a lightning rod for uh criticism like you don't have wildly different reactions to him and we should treasure people like that and, and listen to mm-hmm. them and so uh like if you guys are our listeners are more interested in uh theology i've said it before i'll say it again the ask nt Wright anything podcast is so mm-hmm. awesome um with nt Wright and justin Brierly, like give that a listen it's i listen to it a lot all the time i've probably borrowed a lot of their ideas for this program too and mm-hmm. um yeah we and and i'm sure there's tons more that you could even name mike but uh there's, w- w- there's a lot of there's a wealth of intellectual um robustness and rigor within christianity even today i think the influence isn't necessarily there but um we have smart people figuring out our faith for us alive today and that's awesome we need that